0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Senin podcast on this amazing episode where we talk about the beautiful nation of Kenya. I'm joined by an amazing cast of Joy and Victor from the amazing nation of Kenya, and we're going to talk everything and every, anything Kenyan. Um, Joy and Victor, you're welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you, JP.
0: Thank you, JP. Thank you. Okay. Um First things first, um, you could uh, kindly introduce yourself uh, to those that may listen and may not know you. I'll start with Joy and then Victor.
1: Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Joy Cheboy. I am from Kenya, as JP just said. I'm currently in Wuhan, China, and it's lovely here, but we also miss home. Okay.
2: Uh, Victor? Uh, hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Ryan Victor. I'm from Kenya. Currently based in Beijing, nice to meet you, and thank you, JP, for organizing this. At least we'll get to tell the world about Kenya. Thank you.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's get to the gist of the issue. Um, so obviously everyone has heard about Kenya. Let's say for those that are outside Kenya, they've heard about Kenya through a lot of things that Kenya has been doing. Um, but in your way, how 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 would you describe the people of kenya and give us an insight on the history of kenya i'll start with victor
2: all right all right jp uh so first and foremost kenya is a country located in east africa uh it's kind largest economy in east africa as well just by the indian ocean and the kenyan people uh, consists of over uh, 53 plus one communities and we have 47 counties kenya people are basically one among the most welcoming people, we meet optimistic, lively, and much fun guys. And for those who don't know about Kenya, we recently had our elections, and currently we have our new president. His Excellency President Ruto, and uh, in East Africa, our neighbors are Uganda, Tanzania, Ethiopia, and also South Sudan, and Somalia. So that's a brief history about Kenya and our geographical nation, but. Kenya received its independence in 1963, and uh, this year we're going to celebrate 60 years of
0: independence. Okay, uh, Joe, your take on the people of Kenya and uh, your culture? Mm.
1: Um, as uh, Victor just said, Kenya is a very welcoming uh, country. Plus, the people are just really, really welcoming. We also really have a rich uh, cultural, how to say? uh like we we preserve our culture a lot and that is one thing that has made kenya really standard when it comes to to tourism and i guess also that helps with the with the welcoming nature of just of kenyans
0: typham to ask um is it true that the indians are now a tribe in kenya uh
2: i don't know jp who gave you this information but not really indians are considered as a tribe we consider them as kenyans part of the business community but not as a tribe and we accept that they've been there for a long time. They've seen Kenya grow. Most of the Indians actually don't even know much about India. They know much about Kenya. They speak Swahili, really involved in the Kenyan car scene and our business scene. So they are still Kenyans, but not part of the Kenyan community.
0: Oh, really? Because I saw it some, um, I think like last year, where they were granted that status.
1: Yeah, you know, they, I, there was a time I think they were granted a status as one of Kenya's tribe, actually yeah yeah yeah. I think so I, oh, well,
2: believe that. I don't know if I'll, I'll get, I don't know if maybe Joe can shed more light on that but I believe we consider Indians more or less uh, as a community as not as a community in terms of a tribe but as a community in terms of the Kenyans coming in uh, who are not really born of the Kenyan uh their from Kenya and all that descent Kenyan descent so but that's that's good
1: Yeah, I think that was really that was a really good thing because one we have, for a really long time we have the we've had the Indian community just among Kenyans. We have so many Kenyans who are Indians, and I think them being absorbed as as a as a tribe. Kind of made it make them like it was like inviting them to just tell them, like, this is also your home, you've been here for long, and you're welcome to still be here. But majorly, uh, the Indian community have been, um, what is call it called, a business, uh, business oriented community mostly, and that is how for us we see them mostly.
0: Okay, um, then, um, then my next question would be, um, as you say, uh, this year, Kenya is marking 60 years of independence in December. Um, so over the 60 years, what are, what has been Kenya's biggest achievement as a people as a, and as a nation? I'll start with Joy.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, mostly, I think we'll be celebrating the unity and uh, of Kenyans. We have come a really long way. We've had a really bad past also. But Kenya has grown as a community, one, like one community, and we're really, really trying to really celebrate that. And also with the economy, Kenya economy has really uh, improved through the through the time. And 60 years of working hard is a lot. So I guess that is some of the major things that I think we should be celebrating this year.
2: Okay.
0: Victor, your take?
2: Uh... Funny enough, you actually said what I thought about Kenya when I was thinking about this podcast, and I realized Kenyans, we are very united on the outside. If you attack any Kenyan, if you go to, a, I hope you're active on Twitter, but if you see on Twitter, Kenyans are really united. Secondly, Kenya is a nation that, despite our downfalls and you know our shortcomings, as well as Kenyans, we tend to really major on the great things about Kenya. And... If you observe, I hope you observe, I many Kenyans have the Kenyan bracelet, which shows patriotism to a country. Regardless of whatever happens in Kenya, I think Kenyans are really patriotic, and no matter what happens, we'll still die and live for our nation.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're very proud of that. Most Actually, most of the Kenyans that like travel or live outside uh, Kenya, most of us kind of feel a sort of identity by having the bracelet, which I didn't understand until I left Kenya. <laughs> the bracelet has had a very really good um, identity ish. I know you've seen my NJP, I always work with it. I, I yeah, yeah have I've it.
2: seen it. You cannot remove it. <laughs> ah. uh, I met uh, a guy uh, recently, we were celebrating uh, around Beijing, celebrating cultural lazy, a couple of universities. And uh, someone made a joke for Kenyans, you may not really have the flag, or even if you don't have uh, artifacts and all that. If you just bring us together we love more than enough artifacts on our brain on our arms through the bracelets every kenyans has a bracelet and you just get to know that mm-hmm. kenyans love their nation yeah
0: that is
1: it's something you're really happy and proud
0: of okay hey, um so i want to ask um there's something that you you've said which is unity um and then peace and cohesion among Kenyans. And when you try to look at among your neighbors, um, Kenya is the one that has not suffered a coup before. We've not had civil wars before. Um, why do you think this is so with Kenyan society? I'll start with Victor. Um,
2: as you just mentioned right now, we just recently seen, unfortunately, Sudan, our neighbors, Ethiopia, Somalia has, I think, been for the longest while really affected. But for Kenyans, at the end of the day, whoever, whichever leader we select, we may have tribalistic differences, but when it comes to being a Kenyan, even the leaders themselves know that. We showcase Kenya as Kenya, not as I'm from this part of Kenya, i from that, from that part of Kenya. And so if anything comes to us that we're going to have civil laws, we all tend to think about how far we'll be pulled back if we decide to fight. And so we decided we weigh up pros and cons. Then, If we fight, if we have civil laws, if we have disagreements and we end up, uh, like for instance, in 2007, it wasn't as huge as many other countries, but that was an insight that this can be a very bad thing to us and it's going to bring us not only as tribes, but as a whole nation. So we decided to focus on the positives more than the negatives.
0: Okay. And uh, when you look at... um. Is is it a is it a byproduct of Kenyan politics that uh, let's say since you started your new constitution, which I think is in twenty ten, yeah. um, there has been uh let's say a peaceful handover of power from Kibaki to Kenyatta now to Ruto, despite yeah, yeah, yeah. the the thing going on.
2: Definitely, definitely, I think uh the constitution plays a major role. Before the constitution change, uh, things were a bit hectic, as you know, we had our uh, Second president point, power for 24 years. But now, since the constitution came into place, every leader knows this is my time limit, I can't exceed it. And changing it, I think it's going to take a whole lot of energy and time and resources. So it's been our guiding light. I'd say that for
0: myself. Do you think that the Kenyan politics is like the one in East Africa that's the standout one, the example of democracy?
2: Yeah, I'd uh, broadly say that uh, to begin with, last year and, and actually in 2019 when we had our, our last president our former president, President Uhuru he exited Twitter out of the seat that he said that I'm unable to handle the Kenyan's banter and insults on Twitter which in most countries you can't really say anything against your own leader, against your president and that democracy showcases that we have freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of religion. And when you come to Kenya, you'll realize that that freedom is not curtailing anyway, especially when it comes to individual freedom and rights. So that has helped us that we as Kenyans know, first of all, we're protected by the Constitution. Secondly, our democracy is the leader in the position. That's our opposition leader. You already know him. the longest serving opposition leader, uh, Rela Monodinga. He would call for a holiday he will call for mandaman or rather riots and uh, demonstrations and still he's not arrested which i believe we've seen in other nations our friends uganda and all that we've seen what has happened to uh on when you try to bring a demonstration a riot what this to you so kenya is the right example to use in east africa not only South africa but all of africa of the true meaning of democracy
0: and would you uh, say that uh, what some critics would say is that um the kenyan presidency is kind of like hoodwinked between a small circle of friends because when you look at the first president yeah, kenyatta would you some critics would say that the kenyan presidency is within a small circle of friends and their families because if you look uh-huh. at if you look at the first president jomo kenyatta and his first his first uh, vice president, which is Raila Odinga's father. And then you have Arab Moy, who was his vice president. Then you had Kibaki, who was working under Arab Moy. Then you have Kinyata, who was also groomed to be a successor. Then, you know, Ruto, who was under this, and then fell out. And then it's like, it's more of a small clique. People would say the presidency is under Seized by a small clique of people and their family. Would you say that?
2: Uh, if you asked me this question uh, before 2022, I'd gladly say that. But right now, things are changing. Based on that, we all know the background of a current president, how he came up, joined the YK in 1992, was in leader and pushed it. And we've seen that he said himself when Kenyatta died, our first president, wasn't even anybody, just a fumble. So before the 2022 elections, we all thought the same thing. But right now, we realize there's a chance for everyone. What you're going to do is, when it comes to politics, there's a power play that happens. And uh, I believe JP, you're following politics too much and you really know that power is one thing that is, uh, you can't really talk about power without bringing in the fact, fact that you need to be well-connected to get that power to attain it. But that doesn't mean that it's among a circle of friends, as you were trying to say it, or a close circle of friends. It just means that right now, we as Kenyans know that we can now have a chance that Ruto broke the barrier.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, my next question. Um, this one. This one will go to to Joy. Um, Kenya is the largest economy in East Africa, and when you when you check the statistics, it's number seven in Africa. Which is quite good. Um, why do you think Kenya, among its neighbors and among the South African region has the largest economy? What factors contributed to this in your view? Uh,
1: uh, to my view, I think it's uh, uh, the entrepreneurial spirit of uh, Kenyans. We, Especially the youth, you can see that at this point right now, because one of many issues being unemployment, most of the people have turned into entrepreneurship, which is something that has in so many ways helped the economy of Kenya. Another thing will be the support by the government, uh, the grants that are given by the government. There's so many support that the government tries to give to uh, companies, uh, uh, businesses, so that they can at least grow and, and be able to improve the, the level of this and standard of life of Kenyans. Also, Kenya is a very open country when it comes to investment, like uh, external investment from people from other countries, and doing business with other countries like the U.S. and East African community, Africa generally. We Kenya has has really had an open an open mind about letting people invest in Kenya, which I think that is um, among my few reasons that have helped uh, Kenya grow economically.
0: Okay. Uh, Victor, your take on it? I said, you know,
2: we Kenyans are open-minded to really understanding every technology. For instance, we'll mention an, an example of M-Pesa. You know, you come to China and you see China really developing technology. You have WeChat Pay and Alipay that you could just have your phone and everything else is accessible to you. And Kenyans have updated M-Pesa which is quite effective. FinTech were quite good on that. We have currently Google, Microsoft, and major, major technology companies and investments having the, based the African headquarters in Kenya. So that just comes to show you that Kenya is the place where even international companies themselves want to base their headquarters and the set base that we have a stable economy. Stable political scene, and in general, we're also willing to adapt to whatever, to whatever and share more ideas with them.
0: Okay, um, so my next question would be: Um, Kenya okay, has the largest, right. um, my next question would be: um, Since Kenya has the largest economy, um, you're peaceful compared to some of your neighbors. Um, what would you say has been Kenya's contribution to East Africa? And Africa as a whole over the past 60 years. Uh, I'll start with Joy, then Victor. Um, how have you played a part in the wider region and the continent? Um
1: uh, Kenya Kenya has uh, has um Kenya has been trying and will be and always been trying to do be able to accommodate other countries and be able to help other countries when it comes to doing business like for example they are coming together with the East African Community that is a very that is a that was a very really good strategy it used to be there and then failed and then came back up right so uh we can see that in this way we're trying to like hold each other, and be able to do, like, business together, invest together, and allow the uh, business and investments to be done all across the, um, without boundaries that are governing our countries. Uh,
0: Victor, your take on that?
2: Yes, hopefully. Victor? Uh, I believe there is a as to why Kenya has really had a great contribution to the East Africa and African region is, first, when it comes to East Africa, the language... So, language as made sure show that since Kenya is mainly also language, so the language has brought us together. We have Tanzania, Burundi, Uganda, Rwanda all speak the same language. Secondly, is that Kenya had a head start in terms of we've not had uh, so much wars going on, our economy has been quite stable for the longest while. So, it when it comes to bringing or gearing or actually advising other countries on what to do, we have a major say on that. And when it comes to Africa, Kenya has one of the best companies you would come in terms of uh, investments and all that. So meaning, when you come to interactions between the African countries, the West and the East, we bear a major bargaining power. So when it comes to that, it means that if we're going to discuss issues concerning africa we'll have a large set at the table and that we will manage to talk not only for kenyans but also for the world of africa
0: okay uh victor there is that thing by uh that statement done by president ruto i think it was last week where yes where he said he would give visa free access to africans coming to kenya did you see you saw that statement Hello, by President Ruto, where he suggested that you give yeah. Africans visa-free access to Kenya. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your take on uh, that?
2: Mm-hmm. If that statement was then not out of a political, uh, you know, the political say or just an <laughs> empty promise, I believe it's a good for it's a good move, but. Then leadership and politics are different when it's a leadership role. And he said that, you know, it should be, a thing agreed by him to the African, not to just uh, the media. So I hope that he said that and it should be that way. And my own personal view is any African country to another African country should it have any restrictions in terms of visa. Most people outside Africa think Africans are one nation, one country. So I don't understand as to why we Africans segregate our own selves. I'm from the north, you're from the south, he's from the west, she's from the east. I don't understand that logic. When you come to Asia, you see that these guys, other than the countries, they're all one and the same thing. So we should adopt it as not only Kenyan, but a whole African. The African should actually consider that. Each African nation should have visa-free policy to another African nation.
0: Amazing, amazing. That's nice. So my next question will will be to Joy. Um, When you go roughly, like, if you ask anybody about Kenya, it's mainly through, I would say, your sports tourism and let's say, a bit of Entertainment industry. Um, Yes. So sports, it's mainly known. David Rudisha, Gay. The entertainment industry. You have South Soul. You have. uh, You know, (laughs) this is endless, nameless. What remember? Um,
1: Yeah.
0: So, what's your take on the sport and entertainment industry in Kenya? Industry
1: has really come a long way we have grown from, especially the entertainment industry, we've grown from a really, we have really improved. Like you can see this great change, the kind of music that you're doing and the way Kenyans are now accepting and appreciating our music and incorporating the culture. Like right now we have genge, which has not taken root really well in Kenya, which is a good thing um for the sports sports we proudly and and it's something that we were honestly used we're really happy about it we have so many kenyans currently that are breaking records we have kipi kipi the lady who just broke the world record we have kipchoge uh, we have so many things that are happening currently and they're making us proud and putting kenya on the map we still have a long way to go still uh with with, um uh, sports still need to be improved the government may need to invest more and at least support other people who can who want to join the industry and be able to do this because some of the people really we have a talent in Kenya that not has not 100 percent been been harnessed so I believe that that, that is what uh we uh, we should do we should focus and improve uh on the things that we're really good at And I think the government should see what to do about that because I'm pretty sure they have a really huge huge role to play.
0: Okay. Uh, Joy, there there was that policy, I think, which I had, um, where they say in Kenya, they they reduced the number of airplay for foreign songs and then increased the one for Kenyan songs. You remember that policy?
1: I, I remember that policy, but I don't think it was rolled out. Because you know we Kenyans are also another thing you cannot really like like Victor said Kenyans are really another thing especially on Twitter, so it was <laughs> it was it was uh said that that was gonna be rolled out but I don't think it did because one we have access to internet and that is what we do like we live there literally we do so we. I, that, it wasn't really controlled but uh the content kenyan content was a little bit controlled i remember there was a time that some of the songs were taken down because they see they were graphic but still again kenyans came above that and they were like it's talent it's talent there's nothing disrespectful about that if you're gonna play uh, a, a graphic song from outside you might as well just let us do ours the way we want so yeah
0: so, what in your way has given rise to jams like Genge Town, like the rise of Genge Town? How, why is it now mainstream?
1: Uh, the youth. Uh, the youth have. We it's you know most of it like we have them in in how do we say like communities for example like we live in an estate like uh, Genge has been, I don't know Victor. Uh, Victor, you can help me. I think we have, we have. Um, why am I forgetting this? Uh, a Sheng. Like we have almost every every community in Kenya has their own, especially Nairobi. Like Island, uh, Islando. We have languages that we have made. So. We, They take that, it it all starts as a joke and it goes all the way to becoming something that has been accepted in the Kenyan music industry. We have Shembeteng that has come up, right, Victor?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What is the Wakadinali Wakadinali type of music? What is it called?
2: Yeah, uh, we call them rende. That's also, uh, we'd call it the Kenyan trap. Kenyan yes, trap, you know, like I think uh, you know, they UK, have. UK yeah. trap, yeah. Finish, Victor, I will
1: finish with <laughs> that. It's okay, just go ahead.
2: Oh, actually, I was trying to support uh, Joy when I had JP asking how comes the Kenyan music scene is booming and I'm like, we are really active on social media and add attribute
0: that to social media scene. So it's basically social media that promotes um, your music now. Yeah, yes, yeah, because uh, there's this comedian from Kenya who one day was went on a rant, complaining about Kenyan society, of how you don't promote your music and entertainment industry. I said that I've forgotten his name. Um, Eric Omondi. Yeah, Eric Omondi. Yes, he went on a rant, complaining that Kenyans don't support your your own entertainment industry, but you support others. Um. So, we just say that that part is now solved? Now,
2: but on Eric Monde's part, it was because yes,
0: yeah, I continue. Mm.
2: We do, we do support the Kenyan music scene, but Eric Commandy complained in aspects of uh, the promoters rather than uh, more than their music listeners because now the promoters will. Promote a show or an event based on the audience. And most people, truth be told, I believe, at all in Kenya, JP in your country, if you bring Banner Boy for a show and you invite Baby Cole or you invite someone else like Erikenso, the payment reception is going to be totally different. Mm. And uh, I wouldn't attribute that to a nation, but rather attribute that to. What is this artist doing internationally as well? So, this all goes to Sierra Leone and Congo, and they received really well compared to maybe the, the artists in that country. Because internationally, they've had made a, a name for themselves. And our Kenyan artists should also strive to be like the Nigerian artists that don't be locally oriented, don't focus on the audience in your nation as well. Rather, try to capture the audience that doesn't only find you like let's say they only don't see you physically but you have to listen to you on spotify youtube and all which i've seen most nigerian artists do tiktok is there youtube is there so i think our, our kenyan artists are failing not all of them some of them are really doing well Calligraph is doing well others are just locally oriented if i may use that
0: word okay uh, joe your take on that
1: yeah, uh, Kenyans, I believe, actually at this point right now, there's almost all types of music that Kenyans are, are making. So there's always something for somebody there. But when, like like what Victor was saying, that it also depends on what you're doing as an artist. You cannot expect that you, we, uh, you are doing minimal work or you're not doing as much as, you cannot compare somebody who's like starting off and somebody and a group like Southeast work definitely they're going to have different prices they're going to have different crowds they're going to have and as, there's going to be really big difference so uh, we cannot we do support kenyan music but we also do support international music that if i may say so we can we we can do both we <laughs> do both anyway so uh
0: okay okay um so my next question would be um. Generally, the youth population in most African countries is quite high compared to the rest of the world. Um, so, in your view, what advice would you give the Kenyan youth today? I'll start with Victor.
2: Uh, as a youth myself, I tell the Kenyan youth: We as African nations, we as Kenyans, I'm at the point where would rely on government to lift us. And I believe not only Kenya or not only Africa, but most nations, we all youth wait for the government to do something. Oh, I'll go to school, graduate. Government should give me a job. We should innovate. We should come up with ideas, be entrepreneurs, create ways that not only are centered into us being our nation. And rather, I understood this when I came to China and... Once you leave your nation, once you leave Africa, your your mind becomes quite broad. You open up to lots of new ideas. The exposure becomes quite much. And we not all of us in Africa will get that. Not all of us in Kenya will get that. So for the youth back home, we're all built and world has become a global village through the internet, through the social media platforms. Let's not just sit down and have the traditional thinking where. You work, go to school, get a job, save, invest, build a house, get a family, retire. No. Let's think outside the box. Let's you see in the US you have young guys that 25 are millionaires in terms of you know e-commerce, dropshipping, and all those kind of things. Let's adapt to that. We shouldn't be left behind. Secondly, Kenyan should know that time is limited. I believe, as a youth myself, I feel like I have too much time, but when you observe, people tell you, the older generation, today you're young, tomorrow you're old. And in Sohili we say, ujana nimoshi, ujana kuenda. That Mm -hmm. means the youth, the young age, is just like smoke, comes and goes. So while you have the chance to be, let's make all the mistakes we can make while trying. But at least we better fail. And we said, or we're going to say that, we tried rather than failing to try. Thank you.
0: Okay, amazing, amazing. Um Joy, your advice I to the Kenyan youth.
1: Advice, Victor. Um,
0: Joy, your advice to the Kenyan youth. Yes.
1: Uh one thing uh we really struggled with uh employment in Kenya. So one major advice I'll give to to youth in Kenya is self-employment is currently the way to go you cannot just sit and wait for somebody to come give you a job or we have people that have started have like really started and they still don't have jobs so how instead of just you sitting down and waiting for somebody to offer you that uh, uh, try entrepreneurship self-employment is the way to go and also we we have to like believe in ourselves we have seen very many young people make a lot of changes and improve our communities just by thinking outside the box so I believe that if we all did that we'll be really fun that's my major answer
0: okay okay um so my last question um today would be what makes you a proud Kenyan what makes you whenever you, you associate yourself with Kenya, with Kenya, and makes you Kenyan from the culture to the people to the history to just the name of the country and the flag. What makes you a proud Kenyan? I'll start with Joy.
1: I am, um, I, Kenya, the culture that we have, the kind of people that we are, is just something that really makes me proud of Kenya. When you are out at the country and somebody tells you, like, I met a Kenyan and they're really nice. That is something that really, really makes me proud. We are kind, nice people, welcoming, and and that is something that I would always be proud to be like, yeah, I'm Kenyan. And then I hear somebody say that I'm like, oh yeah, that is who we are. And that is always something that we're always gonna be. I'm also really proud about um the growth that Kenya is we are trying to do we have made so many changes we can see that um in the sports industry we apart from just marathon and and running kenya is also really trying to do more than just that and that is something that also makes me really proud hey uh
0: victor you okay uh for me what
2: makes me to be a pro Kenyan? Just said actually majority of what really makes me personally, but this stands out for me. When I came to China before, and I mentioned Kenya to my fellow African counterparts, fellow African mates. And the question is where are you from I'm from Kenya, like, oh wow, Nairobi. Oh well, this is you guys are really well developed. I realize that why in Kenya you don't realize, and as you say, when you have something, you don't realize the value of it until you lose it. So I'm proud that. We Kenya have gone the extra step to stand out internationally, and we also have a say when it comes to, to much matters concerning Africa. recently you have seen our former president has been appointed by the AU and also by Kenya to be a watcher. So that shows you that we bring a lot of things to the table, provides opportunities for us. we're going to go back home and work with them and the government. So I don't know if it all. Kenya is my motherland. Kenya is my home. I'm born in Kenya. My blood is Kenyan. I can't change that. I can only embrace it, love it and improve it.
0: Okay, okay, okay. That was nice. That was nice. Um thank you Joy and Victor for this amazing episode about Kenya. Uh hopefully I'll be in Nairobi soon. Hopefully. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think Joy
2: so should take you over the summer holiday. Joy should plan Joy gives you a tour to Nairobi, Mombasa.